0: Father, we thank you for today and your word, Lord. Father, we ask for your word to set us free, to illuminate our eyes, our mind, our heart, our spirits, and everything around us, Father God, that we bring your kingdom wherever we go, that the kingdom of God is at hand. It's not somewhere else. It's not by observation. It's in our hearts releasing the issues of life all around us, Father God, and life into our own selves, Father. Father, we thank you. For the cross, for the blood, for the resurrection, for the power you give us because of your cross, Father. Father, we worship you today in spirit and truth, and we ask you, Father God, to illuminate our hearts and minds, God, to see your word and have your word activated in our lives with power. In Jesus' name, amen. Today's message is called How Many Times? How Many Times? I've realized one of the most simple things in Christianity that was, you know, when we first got saved, or most of us or some of us, we got saved because we felt that we needed forgiveness. So it was so easy to forgive people and things. But as we grow in our years in Christianity, we start to pick up offenses. We start to pick up um, our own justification, our own self-righteousness, our own way. And our way is not His way. And our way will never bring the kingdom, only the way of the Holy Spirit, the way of the Scriptures, the way of Jesus. So we have to look at His commandments, His ways, so our ways can be His ways. Today's message is called, How Many Times? How many times? How many times do I take offense? Zero. Zero. How many times do I forgive in a day? Well, let's see what Jesus said to Peter in Matthew 18, 21 through 22. Then then came Peter to Him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? He didn't say how often my brother sin against me uh, should I wait for him to ask me to forgive him wait for me to ask or when I feel like it he said how many times do I forgive him and he said seven and he's like seven times Because that's a lot of times you know there's got to be some time that we got to just you know cut it off how many times I mean this guy's constantly doing something to me Seven times? And Jesus said unto him, No, until seven times, seventy times. Seven. Seven times, seventy, whatever. Along, In other words, he's saying all the time. Every time. It wasn't just, you know, you go ahead and start counting seven times, seventy. I mean, come on, that's a lot of times. And I don't think there's enough time in the day for someone to offend you anyway. So what he's trying to say is all the time. There is not going to be a time that you don't forgive somebody. No matter how right you are and how wrong they are. It's simple. This is the basics of Christianity. We've made it our stumbling block. We've made it something that gets in our way. we made it something that gets us, at, that gets us to check out with people, places, and things in our own selves. And another one is forgiving your own self. Do not say how, how many times or do not say this. How many times are they going to do this? Because then you're already going the other direction. How many times are they going to hurt me? See, you're already counting the other thing. How many times are they going to misuse me? Are they going to embarrass me? Are they going to ridicule me? How many times are they going to disrespect me? How many times are they going to get angry at me? See, you're already not getting ready to hold an offense or not release forgiveness. See, when you don't release forgiveness, you don't release the cross. You don't release the kingdom. When you don't release it, you hold everything that you've done too upon yourself. But I say, how many times will I forgive them? How many times will I forgive myself and others? Seventy times, seven. Seven times 70. No one is exempt from the power of this commandment. Nobody's exempt. Even the world uses it because, like, I need it. They, they even realize, like, even people in the world realize, if I don't forgive them, it's going to burden me for I mean, the power is, even the world understands the power of forgiveness. You see it all the time. People saying, I have to forgive them because if I don't, I put myself into this tormenting place. If you're married 20 years or two years, it doesn't matter. You need to forgive your spouse every time. Jesus did not tell us to worship His forgiveness. That's what religion does. It always worships, oh, Jesus, thank you for doing that. Yeah, but what He said, I want a people that are going to worship me in spirit and in truth. We don't worship Him for what He did. We worship Him for who He is. See, there's a difference because He did what He did. Now we worship him for who He is, not for what He did. Because we're not worshiping in action. We're worshiping God. Before God ever did anything on the cross through Jesus, He was and is. So there's a big difference. Religion always wants to worship what He did so they can say, I don't have to do it. See, they want to worship what He did so they put themselves so far apart of what he's telling us we need to do see they separate us from the cross but God wants us to pick our own cro- pick up our cross see we worship what they worship what he did when he wants true worship when we worship him is when we obey him See, it's like we think worship him is looking at the cross and looking at him yeah you can do that in worship in the sense of a state of worship means in praise and celebration of what he who he is but and, and and continue to look at that but what he's saying is uh when you obey me you worship me when you obey me you love me because if you you can't not love you don't want to you don't worship something you don't love because really, false worship is loving things and idols in the world. You end up loving them, giving your heart, your compa- your, your all. You start to, to, it becomes an idol. Well, he needs to be, the Word needs to be your idol. So, religion worships what he did for us and stops there. But the remnant worships in spirit and in truth, in word and in deed. In obeying the Word and the actions that follow that w- the Word tells us to do. And one of those is forgive. And you shall be forgiven. It doesn't say everyone lives in religion too in this, this place of, oh, I forgave everything and got saved and now I just can live the way I saved, lived before. No, now it's a lifestyle of forgiving all the time, every day. That becomes a new way of life for a Christian. That is supposed to be and that is where the power is. The Bible does, does, does not get exhausted. We, we do it how many times a day? Do not let all... We let all trespasses go and we forgive every single time. And, and when we don't do this, we know some of us are bringing condemnation upon our own selves. Upon your own selves. You can't blame the person that trespassed against you for the state of your being. It's your choice. You might have a red face if someone hits you, but you can still be free and happy. You might have a little pain in your flesh. You might Someone might say all evil against you. You might even have a pain in your heart, but you forgive them and you're still free. The power of the cross is the power of forgiveness. And the believer's life, is, it is extraordinary. What, 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 what even in the world? I looked up forgive. What is it? What does it mean? Stop feeling angry. See, stop feeling angry or resentful towards someone for an offense, a flaw, or a mistake. Some people get mad at someone just because they can't do something right and they don't even know how to do it right. You see what I'm saying? Some people get mad at themselves because they just can't get it right. And you know, then they bring themselves under the weight of heaviness. So forgiveness is to pardon, to excuse, to exonerate, to absolve, to acquit, to let off, to grant amnesty, to make allowance for, to stop feeling resentful toward... People always in the religion say, Oh, I forgave them because you said, Oh, Lord, I forgive them. But they never really bear the fruit of it because they don't really forgive them because they're not releasing it. When you forgive someone, you actually release it and you forget about it. You actually give it over to God. You let Him decide what is justice, what is right, and you let the kingdom come in your life and stop. You shut the kingdom up when you do not forgive. Feel no malice towards, harbor no grudge against, bury the hatchet, which is one of those phrases that some people might not be able to understand. Let bygones be bygones. In other words, water under the bridge kind of thing. Let bygones, because that was done already, let it go. Go easy on. Let someone off the hook. These are just some examples. But to forgive is to release. The kingdom is free. It's freedom. Let's read Matthew six nineteen through 15 After all, after this manner, pray. So he's explaining to them all these things, and then they asked him, how do we pray? So he's actually saying, what is praise? relationship? How do you stay in relationship with God? Is meditate on these things, and, 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 and have these things continuously moving in and out of your life. After all manner, therefore, pray, Our Father, which is... Art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come on earth as it is in heaven. Give us our daily bread. So give us your word and let us obey it. Let your kingdom come on heaven as as is come on earth as it is in heaven. Forgive us our debts. So first Lord you forgive us as we forgive our debtors. That's the kingdom. First he said, let your kingdom come, and then he says, this is how the kingdom comes. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory. For if you... Then he tells you how the kingdom comes and how you do this, and this is what you pray, and this is what you pray is in meditation of. It means when you're praying something, you're releasing to God. When you have a relationship to God, you're talking to God, and you're saying, God, this is bothering me, but here I give it to you. That's partly prayer. People want to, prayer is understanding something, but releasing it because he released you. If you forgive men of their trespasses, your heavenly Father will forgive you. So he's telling you right now, how do you bring the kingdom here on earth? forgiveness but if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive you he didn't say that was to get saved he said that is how you stay what is prayer how do i pray how do i stay in community how do i talk to god and god talks to me how do i listen to god how do i hear god how do i operate in the kingdom how do i hear from heaven how does heaven operate how does the kingdom come down it's through forgiveness out of all the things he could have said he'd say always be right. He didn't say, do everything right, say all the right words, do this. He just said, forgive. He just said, release. Don't hold debts. Forgive us our debts as we forgive our debts. So this is the power. This is the kingdom of God. If we do not do this to men, God will not do it to us. So even when we, after we get saved, we can actually separate ourselves or, or, or take ourselves out of the kingdom of God. And what is the kingdom of God? Joy, peace, and righteousness. In that second, we can begin to become our own God. Because if we're in the kingdom of God, we need to stay under the dominion of God and what He says and what He does. Then we actually receive the mercy and grace from the King Of the kingdom the benefits of the kingdom come from the king who is the one who hung on a tree for and forgave us so we can forgive others which is the cross and people don't understand that they just oh Jesus forgave everything and yeah we're never gonna I know that's hard he's like say I don't care if it's hard you got to do it immediately and when you learn to do it immediately you won't have to wait till you're tired of being away from God and heavy and distressed and not being able to sleep and not seeing anymore because you begin to see everything negative. Because the only way to see rightly is see through the kingdom of God. When you start to see through the your own kingdom, you become your own God, you begin to pick up your own rights, your own self-righteousness, and your own self-justification. Then you put yourself back under what? The law. Knowing and, and just saying, I forgive, is not enough. So what do we do? We do not hold someone's past on them. With all our heart, we love them. We give up totally whatever bothers you, or, or you feel, res- feel it's personally about you. So you give it up. It's not about you. When you're in the kingdom, it's about Him. So no matter what you want to say is about you, You release it because it's got to be about Him. If you love Him, you obey Him, right? So He told you to forgive. So if you love Him, what do you do? You release that because you don't want to be separated from Him because it will separate you. Sin separates us. We say it's not sin because look what they did to me. No, it is sin because Jesus said it was now. He said, if you love me, obey me. Keep my commandments. They want to go back to the law. That's why I to keep my commands. Forgive. Love. Very simple. Walk in truth. How do I know? How do you know that someone's not been crying out or doing all this and they just can't get it right? And you're sitting there bringing more judgment on them and they're trying with all their heart to do the right thing. Cause then you become God. It says you're gonna. You, are you are you capable of changing your husband, your wife, your kids, your parents, anybody, anybody around? Your boss? Are you capable of doing that? Or only God's capable? See, we can do what He tells us to do. What he, he might use the preaching, He might use the gifts of the Holy Spirit, He might use His power through you. But it's not you; it's always Him. So we ask Him to change us and change other people but always make sure you're wanting yourself changed first because if not then you're self-righteous because there's always something you're not perfect at I haven't met anybody perfect yet I've met a lot of people that think they're perfect but then you find out they're not as perfect as you think as they think they are because their standard is not based on forgiveness and truth it's based on their own their own doctrine theology or their own thinking or their own self-righteousness so, with the whole heart we love, we give up because He gave up. We nail it to the cross. We nail it to the cross. No one's perfect. And certainly not your offender. But certainly you are not either. Matthew 16, 23-25. But He turned and said, Peter, get behind me for you. Satan, for you are an offense to me. You savor not the things that are of God, but the things that are of men. Then he said, if any man come after me and does not deny himself and take up his cross. See, religion wants to deny myself. I'm not going to eat. I'm not going to have anything. I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to have nice clothes. I'm just going to deny myself. I'm not going to do this. I'm going to, you know, live... Like a pauper, live poor because, or do all this. He's not talking about. It. He's saying deny yourself, your flesh, your right, your anger. The one you when you when when you're being done wrong to deny your righteousness and let God's righteousness prevail. See, he's saying deny. If he does not deny himself and take up his cross and follow me, for whatsoever will save. His life shall lose it, and whoever so loses life, for my sake shall find it. What are you saying? You're going to lose your righteousness. You're going to lose your justification. See, you're going to lose that. You're you proving your right. You're going to lose your pride and pick up your pick up the cross and say, you know what? I I, I release it to you, God, because I'm going to protect my relationship with you. I'm going to protect my heart. I'm going to protect my eyes. I'm going to protect myself because I want to live in joy, peace, and righteousness. We expect people to change on our watch or our timing we become God. Little g. That's what we do. Well, if they don't do this or if they do this again to me or one week I'm going to wait and if they don't ask for forgiveness I'm never going to talk to them again see all these things are not the kingdom of God the same prison we put others in we start to put ourselves in that prison and when we do not want to hold others accountable for their, when we want to hold others accountable for their actions we're held accountable for all our actions in the past and in the present that's, that's what it is all of a sudden, even though it's all been washed under the blood, we live now in a state of God saying, "I can't, you can't live in this kingdom. This kingdom of God now is the kingdom of forgiveness and righteousness, peace, and joy." So you're not righteous anymore because now it's your righteousness, not mine. You see what I'm saying? Even though you you can be, all you got to do is release it. All you got to do is let it. All you got to do is apply the blood. But all of a sudden, what you do? is you say, okay, I'm going to go back in my kingdom because this is a, one situation I'm not going to, you know. you know. That's how the world keeps everybody in slavery and bondage because they remind them of their past and they never let it go because until you let go of the past, you can never, never hold on to the future. So if you keep reminding people just what Jesus says forgetting those things behind and pressing forth to the mark of the high calling the high calling is the kingdom of God pressing forth to the to those things that are are, are are ahead of you so there's no way to go to move ahead when you're moving backwards because this is the power Matthew 18 21 through 35 then Peter Peter came and he said, how often, my brother, sin against me? Will I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus said unto him, I say unto you, until seven times, but until seventy times seven, therefore is the kingdom. See, he says, therefore is the kingdom. So I was telling you earlier and all that, it was about, even in the beginning, about all the time. Therefore, this is the kingdom. There's the proof of everything I just said prior to this. Because when you're wanting, well, you know, they. It. Therefore, is the kingdom of heaven. See, then he says the parable about it. But what he's really saying is forgiveness. Therefore, is the kingdom of heaven. Because Jesus died on the cross, paid the price, and released forgiveness unto sin. Now, when people sin against us, we need to do the same. That's picking up your cross without getting bloody. That's picking up the cross. But I have to get beaten down by the devil or by yourself or beating yourself down. It's on the cross. He said, Come to me, all you who are heavy laden and burdened. I will give you rest. Rest is the cross. Have you ever seen someone's like, watch something like, this is personal revenge? You're like, oh, just let him in. You know, or it's a. Someone's going after somebody, and they're police. And, and 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 this was someone happened to their child, and they're like, yeah, but this is personal. Yeah, you know, that's what it becomes in our life. Like it's like personal. It's like I'm a detective, but this happened in another state, and you fly there, and you get, you got to let me in the investigation because this is personal. And then all of a sudden, it becomes so. And then everyone says it's okay. It's personal. You know, this is. You know, they can bend. You know been the extension of it they can you know they can hate a little more they can get a little more aggressive you know if they if they finally arrest the guy that did it they can give them one quick you know because you know what i'm saying that's how we become they give them whenever hear something they're gonna get arrested if you ever seen something then all of a sudden they just give that a, and it's like okay we're just gonna wipe that off the camera because it's justified because that was their family member. That was their, that was them, you know. It was personal. That's not, and that's how we act as Christians. As well, you know, oh yeah, yeah, I forgive that, I forgive this. Some people can't even forgive something that happened to their race, to their country, or to somebody else that they don't even know because it's personal. They know them or it's of them. And he said, Therefore the kingdom of God is like a man, a certain king who take account of his servants. And when he begun to reckon one brought unto him that owed him ten thousand talents, and as much had he had to not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children and all that he had for the payments to be made. And the servant therefore fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee. Then the Lord of that servant moved with compassion. See, that's Jesus on the cross. All that we did wrong, he paid for. And loosed him, and forgave him all his day. But the same servant, which is God's same that's us now. That same person, me, when I got saved, and God forgive us, said, now pick up your cross every day. Now, the same person that had all this, And he found one of his fellow servants which owed him a hundred pence, and he laid his hands on him, and he took him by the throat, and now, saying, Pay me what you owe me. And his fellow servant fell down to his feet, and besought him, saying, Have patience with me. I will pay thee all, and he would not, but went and cast him into prison. Until he pay the debt. So his fellow servant saw what was done. And then he was very sorry. And he came and told unto the Lord all that was done. Then this Lord, after that, he had called him, said unto him, O oh, thou wicked servant. See, that's what God says when we don't forgive now after he saved us. When you're a Christian, he, he, he looks at us as wicked. You mean I saved you from this, from this, from that? And I mean, even, you know, some, even children, he's, He won't hold as much, but I think the more He's forgiven you, the more He's going to say how wicked you are. Because if you were a bankrupt or murderer, and then you start to, you know, it's a lot easier. That's why they say much forgiven, much love. because you're like, wow. But see, it's harder for some of us. Church, you know, your dad was a pastor, or you're this person, or you grew up in the church. Y'all, you you've been... Taken, you know, your whole life, then you can start, it's, it gets a little hard. But some people realize, you know, when they first got saved, how guilty they are. So he says, that's wicked. And after he called him, he said unto him, you wicked servant, I forgave thee all thy debt because thou desired me, because you humbled yourself, because you asked, because you cried out, because I showed mercy on you is what he's saying Now? You don't show mercy on other people when they're not perfect. Look how imperfect you are, and you've already, and even now, you're imperfect. But you want to hold their imperfections over them, and it gets into it deeper and deeper. So this is the this is the kingdom of God. You forgive. Thou should thou have had compassion, even as I had on thee. And God's always that's the great and right. We do it. He releases us. And his Lord was wroth and delivered him to the tormentors. And I honestly believe man, you deliver yourself because, because it's already written here. But when you don't forgive, you take yourself out of the kingdom of God. Who is the king of the world? I mean, the little king, the little G of the world. The devil. So what you do is you put yourself back in his kingdom. And his kingdom is... And what he loves to do to Christians when they're not in the kingdom of God, when, they, when he can get them to step into his kingdom... He torments them in their mind. He might not be hitting you with a whip, but he's hitting you with condemnation, self worth. I mean, all the things heaviness, or I got to pay them back. It becomes your focus is on that person, what they did, how many times they do it, and then everybody else gets dirty too. Even you go, you start seeing everybody else in the same framework as you're trying to see that person that did you wrong. That's the power of it. And, and it. and it's really so easy because immediately when you do it, you just don't, you release it. You release forgiveness. You meditate on God and you love Him so you forgive. See, people that tend to stop forgiving people, they stop loving God. Because He said, if you don't love your brother... You can't say you love God, who you see. Your brother you see and you love God that you don't see. He calls you a liar. And there's a lot of liars in the church today. They don't know they're liars, but according to the Word of God, they're liars. And the Word of God can't lie, because they say they love God, but they don't love their brother. So it says, So likewise shall your Heavenly Father do... See, here's the, the proof. Likewise shall your Heavenly Father do unto you... If you, from your heart, not from your mouth, from your heart, forgive not every one of his brothers who trespass against you. He didn't say, wait until they ask for it. Wait until they deserve it. Wait until you feel like doing it. That's what people think. Well, bottom line, unforgiveness is pride. If you only realize forgiveness is power, not weakness. See, the devil makes you think it's power. You might feel like you have power because you're making the other person suffer, especially if it's in the body of Christ or in the body of relationship. Forgiveness is winning in the Spirit. Forgiveness is the thing that keeps you seeing rightly. The thing that guards your heart. The thing that keeps you in righteousness and in a right mind. That's the thing. Something that costs so much can so easy be given away. All the effort one offense, one thing can get you in the flesh and out of the spirit. One thing, that fast. The fast you forgive gets you right back into power. See, you want to have power of the devil, but you're not forgiving. You don't have power of the devil. that You give power back to him. Power that Jesus did when he forgave you on the cross. You give it back to the devil. And you're feeling like you're powerful because you, 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 you think... You're not talking to someone. You're not releasing someone. You're not giving love back to someone. Is 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 going to make them pay? You want them to see. You want them to pay for what Jesus paid for everybody. You want them to pay, but you don't want to pay. But you say no. You can't want them to pay, and you're going to pay too. (laughs) And people don't get it. This is why Satan works so hard to keep you justifying yourself or your way so he can yank you out of the kingdom of God and put you in a spiritual prison. Will this be it? Will this be hell again? Because someone seeks perfection. Someone seeks their own redemption. One seeks their own justice. One seeks their own righteousness. You need to see the forces working all around. See, all you see is what they did, but you got to see the forces working around trying to get you. you got to see, because it's not only about you then, you're like, I don't care if they get me, out, but then it's about everybody else because we're connected. So when you're, offend- when you're offended with Bobby Joe over there, and you go home, your whole marriage will be affected. When you're offended with your spouse and you go to church, Everyone in the body of Christ gets affected. So it's not about you. That's why God, can't. if it was only about you, he say, like, all right, God will say, go ahead, be that. But he, get, he gets so aggravated with it because it affects the whole kingdom. So it's all about pride. Because when you don't forgive, and you say, I can't do it. Yes, you can, because God wouldn't say to do it if you couldn't. Then he'd be a liar. So then you're saying God's a liar? No, you believe Satan. You don't believe you can because you don't want to. And you see all the forces working all around trying to get you to take the bait of your own justice, your own righteousness in a moment of time. One moment of pride, one moment of rebellion as focusing on... He said... Well, He said this. She said this. You will never do this. He's never going to do that. She never does this. She never says hi. She never... Do- oh, my God, because He never... The prison of your own making, your self-justification, self, own self-righteous. This is it. So if you look to you, what you what you should have, what they should have done, this you could have done this, or done that, or why'd you do this, or why'd you do that? Blah 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 blah. You're saying law law law. I want to be back under the law. That's basically, it. You're saying, you know what? The New Testament is blood is not good. I'm going to go back to the Old Testament of self-justification of an eye for an eye because it's my eye now. I don't know. You should forgive everybody. And you go around telling everyone, forgive them, forgive them, but you have a hard time doing it. Right? So you go back to the law. See, we're the body of Christ. So when we decide to live by our own time, time, our, we affect the body. What is the body? Well, even out of the body, even if it's at your job. When you don't do that at your job and you come around your brothers and sisters or you just ignore your brothers because it affects everything. So it doesn't matter if it's in the body or out of the body. It matters. Whether it happens, the offense happens out in the world or in the church, which is us. The body will still affect the body you're connected to. What are you going to wait? Is a day long enough? A night? An hour? That you'll not pick up your cross? Basically, that's it. You won't pick up your cross. Well, I'm just give me an hour. Give me some time. God said, no time. Immediately. And He'll He'll give you the gift to do it unless you want to choose not to. See, we choose it because we think our righteousness is more than God's. It's It's very heavy, but it's... And you know what? Things such as heavy things, people might be like well, someone killed. Yeah, you know what? Those things might. But when it's a simple argument, when it's a simple, someone said something, someone made fun of you, come on, give it. I mean, someone murders you. I mean, it's going to take a little war. I mean, people in the world end up trying to finally do that so they can be free. And in the kingdom, we step right in there. And you don't think God's going to hold it over you more? I've seen people, man, years later talk to them and they're still talking about the same offense. That person, like, oh my God, you're still that's still that's you're still there? That means two years, three years, they're still living back in the past. God, that's torment. That's torment. And some of us, it's just because you did something wrong too and you don't forgive yourself. Same thing. God didn't say, well, yeah, but not yourself. It's including you. You are part of the body, you are part of His children. You are too. When you repent for your wrong, it shows. See, we do this because we love Him, we do not give ourselves a chance to disobey the word of god and he said this is the kingdom forgive it's like a certain man who had this is the kingdom then he gives some other examples this is one of the examples of the kingdom so oh, i want to operate in the kingdom well get out of the world get out of the law and the kingdom's there When we repent for our wrongs, it shows us that we love Him. Do we sin? Yes. Does He see our sin if we're in Him? No. Do we all fall short? Does some of us get angry? Yes. Do some of us make mistakes? All of us do. And we all say yes, Lord, and come and worship God. This this one thing we cannot do is not To is not get our heart dirty. Keep it clean by continuing to forgive. When we don't, when we receive offenses, bitter roots come out of our heart and we become bitter. Unforgiveness results in bitterness. Offenses are the seeds. Unforgiveness is the growing. So if you forgive, because it says all men will be offended. But woe to that one who... Who, who holds offense hold that one that keeps it keeps offense Ephesians 4 31-32 let all bitterness, wrath, anger, clamor evil speaking be put away from you with all malice you can't, if you're offended with someone you can't say anything good you might not say nothing but you're not going to say anything good if you do you're a liar because you really, it's not coming out of your heart you're doing it as a cover And be a kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God, Christ, has forgiven you. I will not hold offense. I will not hold to offense. All things... See, somebody say, all, all things they do is wrong. But that's why He died on the cross, so we can be free. To love is to give, to trust, to overcome. Choice. Choice is the power that makes the difference from doing things wrong in the kingdom and in religion. Religion will wait for its own righteousness. Religion will allow condemnation to wait on its own redemption in its own way. Right? Do this, do that, don't do that. Wait for him to say this. Well, when he tells me, forgive me, then I'll release him. That's not the kingdom. When we are one, our relationships, and then this our relationships become double minded. To weigh love is to weigh the cost. For to be offended is not worth separation from God. It's not worth feeling heavy, feeling tired, not caring anymore, and living in strife and hiding from the world. The blood is strong enough for me. So we forget. So we forget. And think on things above. Think on what? Things, the Bible says, think on things that are love, of pure, and of good report. And saying you forgive someone and you wait, you know, you're going to see someone in two days and you can't wait to tell them what that person did. You're not really forgiving. We are one. One day you will come to understanding to the spiritual world how simple things are there is for a reason. To fear the Lord. See, when we do not forgive, we begin to stop fearing the Lord. And we get Stupid. Because the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. is the foundation of wisdom. So when you don't obey the word, you don't fear the consequences of the word. So when you live in a spiritual prison of your own making because of disobedience to the word, you cannot blame the person that got you there. Because ultimately, the last person stopped. Remember they say this, that the buck stops with me? Well, the buck stops with you when it comes in the kingdom of God. No matter what's done to you. I think we have lost that, a lot of us. And that and that becomes a very, very dangerous position. The word is here to protect us, to cover us, to keep us. When one decides to live by its own word, their own standards, their own way, then it's not protecting you. You, you said, I said, you you're right, you started this. You said this or that. That doesn't get you anywhere. That just keeps you under the law. You still want to hash it out. When God says, don't hash it He says, restore. He says, if you know your brothers at fault with you, you restore them a spirit of meekness. It doesn't say, go talk about the whole thing. Especially if you're still offended. There's no To talk about something is not going to get anywhere. Maybe let God talk to that person. Because you want to show people everything they did right before you, you release forgiveness on them. That's not written. That's your own gospel. And many people are being trapped by the enemy because they think they have a right. Because they have this, this anti-love gospel that they carry. Because they got all this record of wrong. It says, love holds no record of wrong. It's not easily provoked. It's not easily angered. Love is patient, love is kind. Well, you're not kind anymore because you're bitter because of the offense. Someone offended you. So you might have been okay, did nothing wrong, but now you're not because of what someone did to you. Because God has made us a way out, it's called the cross. He didn't say worship what I did for you on the cross. He said release the cross, pick up your cross, release them to me and let me be the judge of all things. But you want to judge. He says, judge not lest you be judged. So now you're judged for something you're barely doing wrong because everything you do, now you're being judged. And not just your actions, your heart, even your thoughts are being judged by God. When one decides to live by their own word, their own way, their own standards, they're not being protected anymore. They'll say things like, You embarrassed me. You said this. You said that. And I got to say, well, thank God for the cross. That's called flesh. That's called life. You're going to get embarrassed. You think you can talk about it, hash it out, or wait. If it's not the same person, it's going to be someone else. You're going to get embarrassed again. You're going to be ridiculed again. Just like I said earlier, something's going to happen again. But how are you going to handle this? Well, God's concerned about. He said, in this world you'll have. They'll hate you. They'll say lies about you. They'll say all all evil against you. For Him, even if it's about you. But forgive them. You want to have power. People cry out for power. Well, forgive. angry, be offended. We need to forgive. That is the kingdom. And I promise you, someone's going to get angry at it. Probably the same person. Because you know what? We are not perfect. But what God's concerned about, or what are you going to do when that offense comes, when that anger comes, when that lie comes, when that person comes again and He's concerned with you, not with them. See, if they're in the kingdom, he's concerned with them, but he's not concerned about your concern for them. He wants you to be concerned how you're going to handle it, and he'll deal with them. But you want to deal with them, so now you're back under the law. And I'm here to help you be set free today. Free from your family, free from your own self, and free from whatever so easily entangles you easily entangled. Somebody gets so entangled easily. Well, yeah, you see, this person so forgives so easily. Well, yeah, but they've had a lot done to them. They've done a lot. So you can't get mad at that. You just got to, well, God, help me to be like that. The good part of a person, because that same person is going to react. That same person is going to be in the flesh one day. But don't get mad, because they can forgive easily, and you can't. We are human. And as much as we try to be perfect, sometimes we just fall short. But we need to forgive. Luke six thirty-five 35-42 But love your enemies, and do good, and lend, hoping nothing again, and great shall be your reward in heaven. And you shall be the children of the highest, Right there, shows you how to be a child of God. Love your enemies. Well, for the moment, your friend might turn into your enemy because you took an offense. Alright? That's easily how it happens. Oh man, how can you be... Oh, you're mad. They've been, you know them all, what do you mean? I can't stand that, I can't... You did it. Oh, unforgiveness. Your enemy. Your enemy. How can your best friend the next day turn into your enemy? Do, do, do. Reward shall be great, and you shall be called the children of the highest. For the, he is kind unto the unthankful and to the evil. He's kind unto the unthink, unthankful, evil. So don't you try to, well, they're so unthankful. So what? Give. He said, give. He didn't say, be like the world and give to those that are going to give you back. He didn't say, give to those that are going to, you know. He said, give even to those with an entitlement spirit. Even to those that aren't thankful, even to those that want. It's a gift. I mean when He leads you to. Not when you feel like it. Be there merciful as your Father is merciful. So He didn't say give mercy when you feel like being merciful. Therefore be merciful for your Father is merciful. So if you're merciful, you don't take an offense. Judge not, and you shall not be judged. Condemn not, and you shall not be condemned. Forgive, and it shall be gi- forgiven unto you. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Well, if you've got a problem with forgiveness, start giving it, and you'll get it more. Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Just don't only think about man because you might be waiting it for man. Well, I'm loving, I'm loving, I'm loving. And they're hating and hating, hating. But maybe God's giving you love. Because He didn't say it's going to just come from man. He said, Give, and it shall be given unto you. He's talking about from heaven. Pressed down and shaken. He's talking about men will give into your bosom, but also God will give because He said before that, Be merciful, for your Father is merciful. Love your enemies, and you'll be called so the children of the highest. He said, do these things. And then he says right here, given it shall be given unto you. Sensors, don't let them try to miss you about money. Give love, things, attention, kindness, your time. And God will give you his time. Oh, someone says, oh God, I can't. Well, you're so busy about you. He's like, well, but the kingdom is not you. It's him. For the same measure. What is the measure? I'm giving my time. God's going to give me His. I'm giving my love. God's going to give me His. I'm giving my forgiveness. God's going to forgive me. I'm giving. I'm giving. And God's going to give. Give to me. Some of us fall out with God because we're we're trying to get only what God can give us through man. And God's like, Nope. You're trying to get Something from them? Oh, I'm a jealous God. No, you can have that. They're not going to give it to you and I'm going to prove it to you. But give it to them and I'll give it to you. Give it to them and I'll give it to you. And he says, shall be given to you a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, shall men give into your bosom. For with what measure you meet, the measure shall be given unto you. And he spoke a parable unto them and said, Can the blind lead the blind? Shall they both not fall into the ditch? But his disciple is not above his master. So Jesus said, whatever I did, do it. And you shall be called the sons of the highest. Every one of you that is perfect shall be as his master. He's not saying being perfect in the flesh. Being perfect in obedience. Being perfect in forgiveness. Being perfect in giving. The kingdom, releasing your judgment and not judging. When you're perfect in this, then you have the kingdom. You'll be just like Jesus. And why withhold the mote that's in your brother's eye, and not perceive thou the beam in your own eye? In other words, and I like to switch that around. Maybe you just got a beam, and they did something really big, but you know what? You still got something in your eye, according to God. Either how can I say this to my brother Brother let me pull out thy mote That is in thine eye When thou thyself beholdest the beam in thy own eye Thou hypocrite Because when you do not do that God see- Your whole past is a beam now on you Get deep into this word Thou hypocrite Cast first out Out of thy own eye And thou shalt see clearly To pull out the mote in thy brother's eye the offense, the unforgiveness, because we know we need mercy and forgiveness, so we release it constantly. But when you stop thinking you need it anymore, that's when you don't give it anymore. So self-righteous Pharisees and Sadducees—that was the way they lived. They lived on the outside. God wants to now live on the inside. We may we may react. But do not take it into your heart. Yeah, you're going to react real quick. Everyone's going to react. Someone's going to say something. You might say it back. But don't take it with you. Don't take it in you. going to react in the flesh. Someone even hit, says something. You might get upset and say something mean back. Then argue. Right, are They go back and bark And someone eventually says, all right, stop. But now you stopped. Are you going to go and say, you know what? I'm going to forgive them and myself. That should never happen. And you know what? I got in the flesh. Or are you going to be like, man, wow, in that, just keep meditating. Oh, they said this, and they said that. Well, you both were just releasing the gutter of hell. Right? You are in an argument. But now you're going to take everything that was said in the argument home and use it, it continues to use it, until that person even comes back and says, oh, forgive me for saying this, and then I said that. I mean, your whole list, that's your hell. Take it. And then you're putting everyone else in the body of Christ in hell, too. Or you just release it. You know what? Later on, God might bring you to say something to that person. But when you want them to s- justify it all in your time, on your watch, you become God. Maybe God will never have them say nothing because He wants to see how you. He's trying to work on you. It's all about that. Forgiveness. We may react, but we need not taking our heart. If if so, we live for pride. But I will not live for pride. There's no other way to live in Him. That is the issue. Not taking record of wrong, but to love. That's why I hate religion. It murders Jesus. It murders Jesus. It murders... It murders. Everybody can stand up. Love never says it's perfect. It says it never fails. Forgiving never fails. God will never fail you. When you try to love outside of forgiveness, your love will fall short. It'll fail. It'll fail. Everything will fail. Love always wins. Forgiveness always wins. You can't say you love and don't forgive your brother. We want to be like Him until He he perfects us. We just forgive 70 times 7. 7 times 70. We must be determined every day not to bring our failures of yesterday into the new morning, knowing His mercies are new every morning. So we must give new mercies to everyone every day. The Bible says, "Do not go to bed on your wrath, it means don't go to bed of anger. don't go to bed offended. Deal with it, Because if not, you open yourself and you wake up the same way you went to bed. Have you done that? Well, they don't deserve it. but see your trick because it's like you're drinking the poison. They might have already got right. They might be OK. Then you become the judge and the ruler. You must give mercy to be free. Any, anything else should you become a judge? All sin. People that are in the world could even do this and it could affect your whole relationship. The Satan will use any people, places, and things, whatever he can do to get you offended, to get you not to forgive, to get you justified in your own. Righteousness, and you don't think you're a Pharisee and a Sadducee because you're spiritual. But you know what? He does it all the time, and he's doing it to people all the day. And then finally, you get tired of that, and you live, and then all of a sudden, but that one thing, that one thing—it's like some people don't even know they've done things wrong, because and when you're not in living, releasing forgiveness, you be, everything begins to bother you. Everything And you even begin to bother you. And everybody around you begins to bother because you lose your peace. You step out of the kingdom of light. You step out of peace, joy, and righteousness. You step out of joy. And you say, well, it's not my fault. Look what they did. But it is your fault because look what you're keeping. Release what they did so God can release what you did forever and ever and ever. Father, we thank You that we all fall short. I mean, I realize that Scripture, Paul, is talking about, about salvation. And become, we all fall short of the glory of God. But whoever calls on the name of Jesus shall be saved. But I say, we all fall short of being perfect. We all fall short of not getting angry. We all fall short of, of, of missing the mark. So we'll release forgiveness because we're not perfect we we'll release mercy because we need mercy from God. See, we're, we're releasing the people, places around us because we need the kingdom of heaven in our life. It's that important for me to be in a relationship, to be in the presence of God, to stay in right standing with God. I don't care about my right standing with man. I want to stand right with God. I want to be with God. I want to hear Him. I want to feel Him. I want to have joy. I want Him in me, pleased. He's not going to say, well done, good and faithful servant when you're unforgiving people. That's not well done. That's just wrong in the kingdom of God. It's not obeying Him. It's not loving Him. It's not about them. It's about Him. So when you reverse, it's not about you. It's about Him. Then it'll be easier for you to do it. And it's so hard that you even do it. It has to become automatic. Not automatic that you never get angry you never say the wrong things you never hurt anybody and nobody ever hurts you automatic that when those things happen in the world you'll have tribulation but we have overcome the world that you step into and you pick up your cross and you just don't always thank God for him forgiving you but you thank God that you're capable and able to forgive others also because that is the power of the cross to us who believe that is the power of the cross and that is what pleases God. And that's what you think just drawing near to God is sitting in a prayer closet or fasting. No, drawing near to God is wrestling off the thing and you think you have your own right, but you give it up for Him. That's drawing near to God. And He'll draw near to you. Father, we thank You for Your blood. We thank You for Your power. We thank You, Father God, that we need Your mercy. Just lift up your hands now and say, Father, Father I, thank you I thank You that I have sinned. And I have sinned in the past, so I forgive everybody who has sinned against me, and I release them today. And I thank you that that is your blood that I will continue to drink, and drink it in every time of need, because I remember what you did for me on Calvary, what you did for me on the cross. I need to do it for others. It for In Jesus, Jesus' mighty name, mighty. amen.